Welcome back to the For the Berg podcast, guys. I'm your host, Ron Gaeta. My guest today for episode 17 is Mike Haranica from The Devil Wears Prada. Mike and I very quickly go through each Devil Wears Prada album as he gives us some of his favorite tracks from each record, but he spends the majority of the episode showing love for his fellow Yinzers, talking about his favorite spots around town, his favorite Pittsburghese terms. Uh, we talk a lot about the Pittsburgh Penguins and just hockey in general, given that Mike is a diehard hockey fan. And I'm going to be honest, I learned something new while recording this episode. I've been a huge Devil Wears Prada fan for a very long time and I never knew that Mike was actually from the area so that's pretty awesome but it's a good one guys enjoy nope All right, guys, today I have Mike Haranica from The Devil Wars Prado. What's going on, man? Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, man. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Um, we just start these pretty much the same here with uh, just getting into some of your earlier musical influences, uh, when you decided you wanted to play music for a living, or when you knew that was an actual possibility. Yeah, uh, you know, I never really expected it so much. Uh, I come from a very musical, or uh, my, my family's always consumed a ton of music, but no one actually plays music in my family so I picked up guitar when I was uh, about 15 14 or 15 and then a year later I kind of just accidentally joined the band and uh, we got a record deal sooner than we expected and then that got us uh, like self-booked tours in the summer of 2006 which is when we met our booking agent and our booking agent Dave who's been our good friend ever since still work with him we uh, uh, from there, he he got us with a manager and all this. And then as soon as I graduated high school in 2007, he had tours lined up. So we got in the van and, uh, you know, made ends meet there for a while. And we made enough money to where, you know, I moved out and got my first apartment by the end of that year. And uh, or I guess it was a little it was early 2008. But, um, yeah, I, I think as soon as I could actually, you know, pay my bills, it was like, or move out of my parents' house. It was like, oh, this is uh, this is actually can can work. Yeah. Um. Some something I do here with a couple of the guys whenever it makes sense is like a little album run through. It's like a quick story about each um album, like the recording process, whatever was going on. Um. And then maybe your personal favorite song from each, if that's cool. Yeah, if I can remember. <laughs> yeah, you're but, good. It's that's nothing crazy, but whatever you have. Um. First one here, dear love, a beautiful discord. I couldn't even tell you what songs are on it uh i think i think dogs was on that which was yep. like kind of a breakout song for us um it's just a total you know we used to write songs and they're just like part 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 and uh it definitely has some some silly stuff in there but uh certainly not you know we've always been pretty outspoken about not really enjoying our older work and we don't really play too yeah. much of it but um that, that was certainly a, a breakout song for us so i don't want to just totally uh shit all over it if i'm allowed to curse here <laughs> oh yeah you're, you're good <laughs> um second one here plagues plagues uh you know some of those songs i used to really enjoy playing um the the kind of more breakout ones were definitely hey john and html Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, you know, I've played them so many times that I don't really enjoy it so much. 
God, I mean, I, I, I think that one opened with Goats on a Boat, and I used to enjoy that song. I'm trying to think. No, you're good. <laughs> I guess we'll go with Goats. Yeah, nice. Um, the next one here, you guys just finished up last last year, the 10-year uh, anniversary tour for this album with Roots Above and Branches Below. Yeah, uh, you know, we, we did an anniversary tour for it, so I'm uh, more familiar with that record, seeing as, you know, we performed it there for a while. But uh, um, Give Me a Half was a song that we were really proud of when we put it out. And, you know, I'm, again, more familiar with it now that I played the, the record front to back now, you know, dozens of times. But mm-hmm. there's certainly a lot of editing and mixing up we would have done with give me a half looking back on it but uh um it's still a song i can look at more fondly than some of the other ones i'll say nice uh i don't i don't usually do um eps but zombie ep was great so i'm gonna throw that in there so zombie ep (laughs) you know i always really like survivor the last song just because it's bass driven um it has this like sort of slower mid-tempo low or a slower tempo part through the middle of the song and I've always really liked it and uh it's one of the first songs I ever created with like a real like storyline and dialogue so uh, I'd have to go with Survivor the the EP's closer nice uh Dead Throne Dead Throne um you know I'm sure there's some in there that if I were if I could recall that I kind of enjoy more than others you know, and I even wrote a book about that record, so you'd think I'd, <laughs> <laughs> I would have a better idea. You know, First Sight isn't my favorite. Oh, no, First Sight was 818. Shoot, I think. <laughs> Let's you know, find we, out. <laughs> yeah, we, we just made a, a podcast, the band, the boys and I, and uh, most of the podcast is us going, uh, what year was that? <laughs> and now I'm That's doing funny. it again here on yours. Uh, here on your mean your uh, interview, but there's a song on there, Constance, that I, I quite like, and it's regrettable that what happened and what happened with Tim Lambesis because he was on, he's on that song, and obviously yeah. the, the rest of that story tells itself. But uh, I, I, I do like that song. It's got uh, it's got this super noodly riff in the middle sort of breakdown that I remember when Chris cooked it up and we were all really stoked on it. So. Constance is a is a decent one, I'll say. Next one here, you you mentioned it, eight eighteen. War was on there. War was a song that I really liked, and I mean, well, actually, Dead Throne was the first song that, or we have a song on there, an instrumental called Kansas, and that was the first time I got to play guitar live with the band, which is my favorite thing to do is to play guitar live um, rather than you know just vocals. So Kansas was the first time I got to do that, and then I I did the same when we started playing War. Um, so that, that's definitely up there. I, I think it, it, it's sort of a sign of where we were going in, in terms of our writing and the band's overall, uh, musical style. Um, so I'll go with that one. Nice. Uh, the next one here, Transit Blues, actually, uh, song on there gives, uh, Pittsburgh a little shout out on that one worldwide. Indeed, indeed. Um, I've made, uh, I've made note to, uh, I lived in Chicago for a long time and I, uh, I have made a note of say, of referencing Chicago and a few records. Now that I'm thinking about it, Chicago is a song on Death Throne that I quite liked making. But uh, for Transit Blues, I'd, I'd probably say to the key of Evergreen. Um, we were just talking about it on, on the band's podcast that we'll be dropping tomorrow. And uh, I, I had mentioned that um, that's my favorite music video nice. that we've ever came up with. So, um, And it's also a song that I definitely think of highly. So... 
Um, some of the guys in the band don't look at Transit Blues as in high of a light as I do, but um, I'm still really proud of that record. Um, or a lot, a lot of the the songs on that record. But I'd say "To the Key of Evergreen" takes the cake. Uh, the the latest one here just came out uh, last year. The Act. Yeah, the Act's the newest one. Um, never worked as hard as we did <laughs> on, in in producing the record. Um, so you know, there there's not a lot of songs that I don't think highly of. There are some that are definitely lower on the list. But for having a favorite, um. You know, As Kids is a song that uh, we were just talking about on the podcast as being very organic, very easy to create lyrically. But the the one that I, I've mentioned as being like kind of a slow burn, a song that I, I haven't heard a lot of talk about, but I feel is one of the better songs is Diamond Lost. So I would definitely put Diamond Lost towards the top of the list. I'm sure there's some more in there that I'm forgetting. Obviously, this is... This exercise is very keenly proven that my memory isn't all that great. Um, I guess I'll go with Diamond Lost. Awesome. Uh, so the show is called For the Berg here, based out of Pittsburgh, PA. Any favorite, and I did not know you were from Monroeville. That's awesome. Uh, so any favorite venues, cool show memories, anything like that? Favorite places around town, anything like that? Yeah, uh, you know, Smalls is the obvious one, uh, yeah. Mr. Smalls. There's a, a record store right there that I really love. There's also this new little cafe there that um, I've been getting there. They have like this mushroom sandwich that's insane. Mm-hmm. What's the bar around the corner? Sidelines or something yeah, like that sidelines. yeah the mud they have clubs. like they have really good wings at sidelines <laughs> yeah right right that's like the thing i've spent some some fun times there i last time i was in pittsburgh with my old lady uh driving her out i actually took her to sidelines <laughs> to be like this is where i spend my nights when we play smalls nice. uh there's a new uh brewery over there too there's a bunch of breweries there now bunch popping up yeah yeah so i i millville's really you know kind of turned it around but um, I really enjoy being out there. Um, you know, Stage A is awesome. Just yeah. because being, like I said before we started recording, I'm a big sports, big sports nut. So obviously being right there is awesome. You know, Giuseppe, who plays drums in the band, he's born, raised Pittsburgher. Um, he lives in Lawrenceville right there. And he um, his his original band that I got to know him in, Once Nothing, and uh, those boys are still very close friends. They they come out to the shows. And I get to see those guys pretty often, which is awesome. I've kept in touch just because, I, again, I got a soft spot for Yinzers and mm-hmm. uh, being back around. But um, we played like some floor shows out there way back when. Um, I've got a side project band that played Pittsburgh once. Uh, uh, Mr. Roboto Project. That was mm-hmm. the name of it. Um, we played there for, for my side project band, God Alone, a, a number of years ago. That was fun. But yeah, gosh, I've, I can't I can't even count the times we played Smalls at this point. But <laughs> we're often there. Um, but good times at uh, at AE as well. We I remember when we played there with Motionless and White. It was a fucking awesome show as well as with Parkway and uh, ABR. That tour uh, two three years ago was was great too. Great memories all around for sure. So more Pittsburgh stuff here. Obviously, you know what what the term jagoff means. I don't have to to tell yeah, you what that, what that one means. But I've been asking every guest. Some some people answer. I'm batting about 500 on this one. And some will just kind of brush it off. Totally cool. Whatever you want to do. I'm not pushing anybody. But <laughs> being in these bigger bands and meeting a bunch of people, anybody you were pretty like excited to meet that just turned out to be a jagoff. You know, not really. Anyone that I thought was going to be a jag was a jag. Um, I don't really have too many like meet your heroes and they turned out to be a Jag. Yeah. Um, 
I thought you were going to quiz me on other Pittsburghese, and I was getting well, a little nervous. No, yeah. I mean, that, that's I a question I have in here, what, what, what your favorite <laughs> Pittsburghese term is, but we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm jumping the gun. I'm sorry. Uh, right. No, man, I can't really think of anyone. Um, there there's definitely been some relationships that kind of deteriorate over the years, and I don't want to you know, shit on anyone or throw anyone under the bus or start right. some beef. But yeah, for the most part, good guys. I mean, again, if if I thought someone was going to be shitty, they were. They were, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah, Jags for sure. For sure. Um, so like we mentioned, you are a big sports fan, a big Penguins fan, a big, big just Pittsburgh sports fan in general, all, all Pittsburgh. Indeed, yeah. Big Steelers, time. all that. Nice. Who are your um, top three favorite Penguins of all time, not including Mary Lemieux or Sidney Crosby? Because that's just not fair. That's <laughs> too easy. Uh, um, you know, I uh, I just did this podcast with some Isles fans, and I, I told this story. I'm a I, I play hockey avidly. I picked it. I played like in junior high, like Pee Wee, and then I hung it up for a long time, and now I'm just like a beer league guy. Um, where did you played. go to high school around here? So I actually moved to Ohio when I was young. I didn't grow okay. up in Pittsburgh, unfortunately. I'm, I'm ashamed. I can't fully say I'm a proper Yinzer. I, I'll <laughs> own that. Um, but uh, I grew up outside Dayton, Ohio. Um, and I, that's where I, I played hockey. Um, you can see my tooth missing. I, yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, that's from yeah, hockey. <laughs> yeah, I, it was actually fake. It was broken out not via hockey when I was a kid. And now it got broken out via hockey. I took a puck. But I was telling this story recently on that I, that hockey podcast. So when I when I played as a kid, I played goalie and I skated. And my two favorite players were Barrasso and uh, Martin Straka. And uh, I could I needed a number. So what I did was I subtracted 82 and 35 to make uh, 47. And uh, I still I still go back as Marty Straka as being one of my all time favorites. Um, as far as a lesser known player, I th- he's definitely up there. Someone from that Rico Fata era, you know. <laughs> oh, Fata, yeah. Uh, uh, but it, it, it's big for me because I'm Czech. Like a lot of people always ask because I have a, you know, my last name being Heranica. My my last name's you know Slovak Czech, and uh, Straka was Czech. He was also five eight. I'm five eight as well. I have a huge soft spot for smaller players. You know, I love that we got Connor Sherry back recently. Yeah. He's a smaller guy. Um, so like Marty, Marty St. Louis and all those. Yeah. St. Louis was big for me. Um, Brian Rust right now is definitely top, top tier as far as one of my favorite pens, uh, as far as, you know, modern day era. Mm-hmm. Um, I love his style of play. Um, on the D end of things, I'm a, I'm a bad D man. I play winger or center. So I, I'm, I'm a bad, uh, mm-hmm. D man, but I'd say probably, I probably have to give it to Dumo right now as far as like my favorite pen active, uh, you know, D man growing up. It was, it was coffee and, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, that was always huge for me. I, I, I'll, I'll commandeer your podcast or your, your, you know, this interview going on about, uh, Penn's hockey and play. Oh, there's, there's, there's more Pittsburgh stuff coming. Uh, <laughs> Matt, Matt Murray or Tristan Jari. Oh man. Oof, it's a tough one. You know, there, I think when Jars was really, really hot, um, it, it, I was saying that, you know, we, we've got a, dis, a difficult decision coming up, you know, as far as Murr's uh, contract coming to an end. And I was leaning toward Jari, but if the rest of the season plays out, you know, we, we can see how these guys handle the pressure. 
um, when when Murr or Muzz was like not playing very well, and you know it, it was tough because of concussions, and it, his father passed away, mm-hmm. so there was a lot of off ice factors there that that were you know getting in the way for the guy, which really sucks. And he obviously seems like a really stand up guy between you know his giant dogs and uh, you know I I almost want to say I almost want to say Jari, but. That's a tough one to answer. Oh, for sure. Really tough one. Where where are you leaning on that? Jari. Yeah. I, I just don't think they're gonna pay Murray anyway. I don't know. I don't know if they're they're gonna be able to. I agree. I I'm gonna for right now <laughs> say Jari. I think you just kinda have to right now. You gotta I mean, there's no hot hand right now since they've been off for how long, but at the time, like you said, I mean you couldn't not play Jari. It's, yeah, and he God. was a starter. I mean, he he ended up taking the job. I mean, that's okay. <laughs> Murray was still I, awesome, but they both have like such cool-headed mentalities too, which I really a good love. You know? To have to have two of those yeah. guys that can be a starter. I mean, it's definitely you, you don't have Definitely. to pick one, but I would. That's... I'm probably leaning Jari though. I don't <laughs> so. Favorite Permani sandwich, and do you add an egg to it? Oh man, so uh, I actually went vegan a few years ago. So that the, again, for for like the real deal Yinzers out there, they're gonna just hate me. Um, but you know, I for a while there, what was uh. Oh, wing hearts. I was eating a ton of wing hearts as well. And they've got uh, a burger called the dock worker. So honestly, when I was around Pittsburgh, I was actually spending more time at wing hearts than I was per Manny's. But I've been vegetarian for a long time now. So honestly, anything I, I was getting an egg on it. And mm-hmm. I was just doing, you know, veggies and, uh, you know, slaw and, and, and fries. But um, I, I was adding an egg. I think it was like one of the three cheese ones. Something like that was probably my last uh, Permanis meal before vegan. Now I'll just go and have some fries. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so here's here's the one we talked about. Favorite Pittsburghese term. Not going to quiz you on what they mean, but the, your your favorite one. <laughs> I, you know, one of my best friends in the world is a Yinzer. Um, as well as, you know, I have Giuseppe, our drummer, who, again, born and raised, still living there in Lawrenceville. Yeah, we got to uh, get him on the show. That's awesome. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's a beauty. He's the best. He, he'll he throw out some some Pittsburghese. I, you know, one of the ones I want to say that I, I only learned about a year ago was Binger being a yingling. Um, I don't even know that. <laughs> yeah, so Giuseppe knew it, but I, I heard a the phrase Binger, like a bucket of Bingers being, uh, you know, some yinglings. Uh, that's def- that's definitely a favorite of mine. I mean, Yin's is too obvious. Yeah. I don't I don't use an at too often. I I'm probably Dan, just always Dan the Nair. A, the a- a- H's on them, yeah. Dan Tan, yeah. all that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I still watch it often. There was uh I don't know if you're familiar, but there's this Pittsburgh. I, the guy went viral, but uh, his name's like Barry Pingor. And uh, it was like a controlled burn Fuddruckers and the local TV station got this guy and he's got his dustpan. You haven't seen that video? Uh-uh. Oh, my God. It, check it out. <laughs> oh, it's it's fuck, it's it's classic. And it, it went viral and the everyone was like retweeting it saying this guy should be the uh, the mayor and whatnot. <laughs> Um, just everything, everything. I love Oberdair. Like that's a, a favorite of mine. He taught, he's talking about his mom's car Oberdair and it's just, <laughs> it's all the best Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh that's funny. packed into one video. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> favorite Pittsburgh cele- uh, celebrity that you've met from Pittsburgh? Sadly, there hasn't been a lot when, when we played that Kill Threx tour, 
Um, he's not really a Pittsburgh celebrity. He's a St. Louis guy. But I heard, I actually went to a ball game right there. Um, I forget in, uh, you know, we, we lost Marte, but uh, Starling Marte, I'm pretty sure it was this Buccos game, but Marte hit a walk-off in the 10th. And one of my best, you know, baseball memories ever as far as, like, being there live. And then I heard David Freeze was a bucko at the time, and I heard that David Freeze came over and came to the show because he's an old-school Anthrax fan. Nice. Um, yeah, I didn't get to meet him. But, I mean, otherwise, I haven't had the privilege of meeting too many, really any big Steelers or Pens. Um, I've said before, if I met, like, Sid, I'd cry. I'd be a, <laughs> I'd be a, a child. I would melt. Like, the hours I've spent watching every video I can get, you know, and every in the room and anything the pens can give me. I listen to the podcast now. Um, sadly, I haven't met any of the, any, you know, like, I haven't, like, met Michael Keaton or something, but yeah, I haven't yeah. met or, or Goldblum, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, sadly, I don't think anyone's on the list as far as famous Pittsburghers that I've actually had the pleasure of meeting. No, like Anthony Jeselnik or anything, anyone like that? <laughs> no, he, I love his passion, though. I mean, if I met Kiesel, Kiesel would be one that I'd lose my mind. I've got a, a Kiesel jersey. I've got the Bumblebee Kiesel 99 jersey up in my closet. It's it's like my back corners, a, a quarter of it is, uh, <laughs> is Buckos, Pens, and Steelers, so... Yeah, I'm a child. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so la- last year, sadly, Ben gets hurt, and Rudolph and Duck Hodges come in. Where 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 did you lean there, Mason Rudolph or Duck Hodges? <laughs> you know, obviously it it was tough, and you know I'm also a huge fan of Pittsburgh, Dad. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, it was easy to jump on the Duck train, but man, I'm you know, Jesse James caught that ball. I'm oh, for still, sure. Come on. <laughs> I, I, I'm still fucking bent out of shape. So honestly, I hate the the way that the league is run so much that I'm trying to spend a little less time worrying about football. And I know that's that's anti Pittsburgh, but at the same time, the league is run so terribly. And I'm I'm also a liberal snowflake. I'll I'll say it in in those <laughs> terms. But the, the NBA. I'm a. I live here in Milwaukee. I'm a Milwaukee Bucks fan. Obviously, I don't have a, any NBA affiliations there in Pittsburgh. But yeah. the NBA and the NHL are run so much better on uh, on the political issues. And I don't want to get all political on your yeah, show, yeah. but the NFL is just terrible with it. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, so like honestly, until some of that starts getting straightened out, I don't watch football as religiously as I was like you know a few years ago. And mm-hmm. when I was living in Chicago, there's uh, I was going to this uh, a pit, uh, Steelers bar called Dark Horse there every game, and um, so I checked out a little bit as soon as you know what happened with Ben's elbow. That really bummed me out. But uh, I was at that game when that happened. That's bullshit. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Damn it. That was fucking awful. Yeah. Like there's a lot of, uh, you know, Steelers I'm still pulling for though. I mean, you know, the Watt brothers are raised Mm -hmm. just outside of Milwaukee. And I like, again, on like social values, I've always loved JJ Watt. Um, the dude is such a hero in terms of, you know, what he did for Houston when all of that happened and Milwaukee still loves the Watt brothers so much. So those guys are like such figureheads here. And where I live and where I love to live, being Milwaukee, 
Um, the fact that, you know, now Derek is, is a, a stealer too. Like, but man, uh, TJ, like TJ is such a beauty. He's, mm-hmm. and, and you know, James Connor's story. I know he wants to kind of put that away and just, you know, talk about football more so than what he's been through. But there's some, definitely some stealers and obviously Juju, come on. Yeah. There's some very real stealers that I have a, I have no problem rooting for, but I'll also say that the league's got got some fucking shit to to straighten out. Oh, it's awful. Um, <laughs> so we'll jump into some fan questions here. One, the uh, when you guys did the um, Punk Goes Crunk CD, I think it was actually called, um, one of the, the best metal covers of a rap song ever, Still Fly by the Big Timers. Uh, you guys covered that. Whose idea was it to cover that particular song, and were there other songs thrown in the mix there to, to do? There was, yeah. So... Um, the band, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> and the other guys like geeked out at the opportunity. So they wanted to do Party Like a Rockstar. And thank God we didn't. Because we look back at that song and we hate it. We retired it a long time ago as far as playing it live. But mm-hmm. um, my girlfriend at the time recommended Still Fly. And uh, I brought that to the table and we realized that it was definitely a better song. Um, you know, we most of us were still... Well, no, I guess not. I was still sober at the time. So, you know, a song about partying and everything that <laughs> Party yeah. Like a Rockstar was about really <laughs> had no application at all. And meanwhile, like, you know, you can't really say Still Fly is like a more wholesome song, but it's definitely like more down to earth, you know, and it can definitely take the form of not being super, super hip hop and rap and and transform to metal a little easier so once once that idea came to the table it was a pretty obvious go-to uh next one do you or anybody in the band have any weird superstitious like pre-show rituals before taking a stage or anything like that not really we have a bunch of like hand things we do and like i don't know it's kind of it's kind of locker room ish but we have like our little rituals we do and these little chants and whatnot. We do that. But honestly, the big thing for me is just having three, four beers in me. Cause man, when I perform sober, I'm way clumsier. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually, you would think it'd be the other way around, but like I get, I, I just overthink it big time if I'm sober mm-hmm. and like, I actually work my voice a little harder. Um, so for me, I th- it's not really a superstition, but we, you know, we will say getting a little lubed up, goes a long way nice uh what band have you seen the most live as a fan not being on tour with but paying for tickets as a fan oh man that's a good one um probably young widows um it's a band from louisville they uh three-piece band um i mentioned my my other side project band that that band is was created in pure like worship of young widows as far as like our sound and what we were trying to accomplish so I've probably lost count now as far as seeing Young Widows, but um, a somewhat newer band that I've seen a bunch nowadays is, uh, they're from Montreal, they're called Big Brave. Um, They're like a droney, very drone-oriented, female-fronted band that, um, they're very good. Um, And I've I've definitely spent some money seeing them a, a, a fair number of times in the last number of years, so doesn't hold a candle to Young Widows. I'd, I'd say Young Widows for number one, I think. Uh, if your band could tour with just one other band the rest of your career, who would that band be and why? Oh, man. <laughs> I get everybody uh, on that one. Yeah, so, like, I... 
we've always said that we really want to support Deftones and or Mastodon. Um, so as far as like a support tour, we would love that. But like as far as like best friend bands, um, we recently toured with Stray from the Path. Um, and those guys, turns out, are like best friends now. Like we get along and have a lot in common with those fellas. If you haven't had Tom on the podcast, actually, if you want to talk hockey, Tom is a big hockey nut. And I heard that about him before we toured with him. I'm like, this dude isn't going to hold a candle to my hockey knowledge. And he actually does. I have to give him respect. He, nice. he does a lot of hockey. Um, Set it act- up, man. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> I don't know the guy, but if you want to shoot, shoot him a text or something, I'll, I will gladly have him on. He's a That'd big awesome. ranger. He's a big Rangers fan, but he respects the shit out of the Pens. He, he actually has a beagle named Sidney, named after Sid, nice. which is pretty awesome. But Straight From the Path is definitely up there. But uh, the Ghosts Inside are best friend band of ours. Silverstein is best friend bands of ours. Nice. Um, the Data Remember has been very close friends ever since the very beginning. It'd be tough. And I know I'm not actually answering your question. I'm just ballparking <laughs> it. But I, I'll shout out those four bands for sure. Awesome. Last one. It's kind of a weird one, but I, I like that. I asked it in a, another interview um, playing so many shows throughout your career. This is just bound to happen, obviously. But someone asked, um, when was the last time you, you bombed on stage and um, what went wrong <laughs> and how bad was it? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I mentioned playing guitar earlier in the interview. Um, I've definitely had better shows than others as far as fucking up. So there's that. I, I've definitely cleaned it up a lot now. Back when I first started playing guitar in the band, I wasn't held very accountable, and now I am, um, which helps, you know. But um, vocally, you know, I don't remember what tour it was, but it, it was a really long one. Um, you know, one of those like when you know when we were kids, we used to tour almost eight weeks straight, and now I can't even begin to think about that. I'm an old man, you know, bad knees and a sore back. Um, but there's, uh, coincidentally also PA, not Lancaster, Allentown. It's in Allentown. Allentown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we were, we had a really, really, you know, long tour and that tour, the last show was there in Allentown and, you know, one of our maybe most popular songs in the world is called danger wild man and starts with, I know a ghost. And the last show of the tour, I fucked that up. <laughs> like, <laughs> if there's ever a part vocally to not be fucked up, it's the part where the song starts with, I know a ghost. Would and you I, say, or did you just say nothing? <laughs> I was just off time. I was just off time. Oh, I, think, okay. I think I didn't hear, uh, you know, we play to a click track in our in-ear monitors, and it was probably like, I know, and I just totally botched it. Um, that was a bad one. I don't think any as of late I've really screwed up. You know, honestly, I, I never had a hard time remen- remembering lyrics, but now I'm getting older. And, you know, earlier you mentioned all of our records yeah. plus you know, all that. So, like, I do have a little harder time remembering some of the lines. You know, last at the end of last year, we we're actually doing this Foo Fighters cover. And uh, Jeremy and I both had to have lyric sheets taped, <laughs> cheat sheets taped to the front of the stage. That's funny. Um, yeah, that that was a hard one to remember, and I didn't want to do it really. Like I don't want to cover the Foo Fighters, so it's not like <laughs> my favorite band, and we're covering one of their songs or something. So whose idea was it to cover the Foo Fighters then? We we collectively knew that it was a good idea to 
to do a, throw a cover song into the set to break mm-hmm. things up. And um, Jeremy and Kyle are, I think, predominantly those two guys are are big fans of Dave Grohl. Nice. Um, yeah, so they threw that out there. But yeah, I definitely didn't perform it perfect every night. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the uh, the the I know a ghost line. That song doesn't. It doesn't hit until you say that at the the end of when you say that. What did the band do? Did you did they did they go with it or did they wait like what's this dude doing? You know they they probably just had a laugh. Um, <laughs> we probably all just had a laugh at it. You know, like it's yeah. not like you do that and then you try to play it off to the crowd. Like it's just too obvious. You know, like <laughs> I've I've made mistakes before and. I'll just try to make it seem like I'm being weird or like artistic or something, right, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you, when you mess up that part, you just have to smile <laughs> and laugh it off because it's too obvious. That's funny though. I mean, that's all I had. Did you want to say anything or plug anything before we uh, get off here? Not to self promote too much, but uh, you know, the band has a podcast we're doing check that out. Um, I've got a coffee company called dogma coffee. If, if anyone needs some beans at home, during this quarantine um and uh, march i put out a new book called bullet made tambourine so if anyone is also you know cooked inside or you know we're all stuck inside during this if you need a book and you want to check it out visit mycranica.com but yeah hopefully we're on the road sooner and later it's it's not looking great right now but uh god if I can just get some Penn's hockey, you know, I'm going to be in a much better state I'm of mind. For sure. I'm a season ticket holder, so whenever you guys are back in town, well, I'll take you to a game. <laughs> yeah, man, honestly, one of the one of the last games I went to, um, Giuseppe, he was working a restaurant, and one of the the servers, she was dating the old two niner, and they actually got me tickets uh, towards <laughs> the lower bowl. So that was one of the better games I've been to in a while. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm up, lo- in the, I'm up in the higher bowl, but still. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's usually me when I'm there. I, I think this is actually shamefully the first game, first time I haven't seen a game in Pittsburgh this season. I saw them in Raleigh. They knocked the the shit out of the Canes there at the end of last year, where more my folks live. My my dad raised me on hockey, and uh, so. Got to see a Pens game earlier, but God, I'm 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 back on it again. So do you do you follow the AHL at all? Uh, yeah. Oh my God, that's a story. So <laughs> we, you know, the the Milwaukee Admirals are the yeah, that's why, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the the farm team here. So again, I play a ton of beer league here, and it, it's pretty split across the board as far as you know. Uh, a lot of Preds fans here, a lot of Hawks fans. But, you know, a lot of Packers and Brewers fans can't, st- Brewer, you know, they can't stomach anything Chicago. So they, they're Preds fans. So we have a fair amount, but I've only seen the Wilkes Bar, Wilkesbury pens here once. But I got uh, tickets on the glass because um, it was only 60 bucks. And uh, I was behind the pens. Uh, um, one of the Hayes brothers, not the Philadelphia Hayes. But his that's, older, was that Ke- Kevin Hayes, is that his Kevin name? Hayes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, oh, uh, Joseph Blandizi. Mm-hmm. Joseph Blandizi was playing, and he came off the bench, or he's coming on the bench after a shift, and he looked my my girlfriend, and not to be vulgar, but he I fucked my girlfriend <laughs> so hard, dude. And I'm like, I I just like took it in as like a moment, like a moment of pride. But uh, <laughs> one of the pucks ended up in the bench. And I'm just like a fucking child. I'm there wearing, you know, my my four one two hoodie, 
And one of the assistant coaches, he got the puck and he turns around to, you know, toss the puck over the glass. And I stand up like I'm a fucking <laughs> 10 year old, like puck, 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 puck. And I, he gave it to me and I'm dude, I'm red. I'm like an eight year old little girl, like just geeking out. And it's still upstairs. I have a little tin on top of my dresser that my old man bought me. And uh, it's from one of those companies that refurb stuff from old, you know, Pittsburgh scenery. And it was it was the roof of the igloo. So I have this little tin that I keep, you know, my watch in at night and whatnot. And I've got it's it's made from the igloo roof. And I've got my puck that was from the Wilkes-Barre ads game. So um, I, I went to a game earlier this year as well. We uh, the ads are playing Grand Rapids. But yeah, I, I, I'm not, I haven't been to a ton of games. I've got a little bit of a, a ticket hookup now, which is nice. nice. But don't follow the HL too religiously, but don't tempt me with a good time. I worked in Portland, Maine for three years with the uh, Portland Pirates at the time. They're not a team anymore. They're an ECHL team now, the Maine Mariners, I think. But that's why I asked, because I, I was up there with the uh, Portland Pirates. They were the uh, Sabres affiliate and the Coyotes affiliate whenever I was up there. Portland, Maine is gorgeous. I actually really like it up there. A lot of hockey, too. Don't, I think you guys say that, and that's 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 you say Pittsburgh to Portland, Maine, in that song. Oh, and, that's true. That's and I'm like, I'm like shit. I'm from Pittsburgh, and I lived in Portland, Maine. What the hell is <laughs> talking about me? I don't understand. That is quite the coincidence. All right, man. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, man. No and, problem. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. No worries. Take it easy, brother. Nope. Mr. Pop. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed the latest episode with fellow Yinzer Mike Haranica from the Devil Wears Prada. We will see you next time. Yeah.